0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe, your source for all Batman news for the week. As always, I am just but one of your co-hosts, Andy Genova and joining me as always is the one, the only, <laughs> the, the one-of-a-kind <laughs> Mr. Jamie Magoo. Oh wow, one-of-a-kind. Thank you, sir. I don't think anyone who's met you would disagree with that. Yeah, it, that could be
1: a compliment or not a compliment. It is a compliment. Okay, I, I believed it was. Only but, one of a kind. But I like that you could keep leading into things like that and being like, you are absolutely you and you're just fine the way you, know, you are. You know what? It's like and Mr. Like, Rogers. Huh. Is that? Like, you just kind of leave going, I feel like that was nice, but was it? You make every <laughs>
0: day a special day by just you being Now your. you are just getting... That's too much. All right. All right, all right. well, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Oh, dang it. Now I've ruined it. Now you're all by yourself. Oh, Enjoy. man. That's not going to be good. Who's well, gonna hey, buddy. Who's going to give you weird looks with your tangents?
1: Oh. Well, a lot of people actually. Okay, there's, there's plenty of people out there that will do that actually, <laughs> yes, but not as good as you. But so. I'm good. I'm good. There's not.
0: T- yeah. It's. I mean, it seems like thick notes this week, but nothing. There, there's some good interviews this week,
1: so yeah, welcome guys. So we're gonna cover in case this is your first. It's a nice round 140 episode, 140. 140. So it could be a jumping on point. My for target some. weight. 140. <laughs> That's, I will never hit 140 ever again, like that, I, I passed that, that was like, 8th grade, I that that was like, wow, well, those was, days are gone. That was a nice time, but uh, we're yeah. done, I'm all done here. Uh, so yeah, welcome, if it is your first time, uh, we are, first of all, let's get it out of the way, we're very annoying, so let's get, let's get that. The most annoying Batman show on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and we wear it, just a badge of honor, so... Um, if it's not annoying, we're sorry, and if it is annoying, well, we're, we're try, also sorry. We're try harder.
0: <laughs> we're sorry. We're so sorry. So sorry. Uh, so yeah. This so
1: episode brought to you <laughs> by Ontario. <laughs> oh God, are we doing Canadian accents? <laughs> well, the way we're, you were saying sorry a, was very... Yeah, sorry, yeah no, totally. Now
0: we're we're getting into <laughs> the... Thought oh, we were on You Can't Do That on Television. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a great show, actually. It was a great show. Yeah. You know? I like that brought one. us Brought us Alanis Morissette. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and she started at. Wait, was she a, con, a contestant she, or
0: no? She was just one of the like cast a regular? Members. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness! Fun facts. Wow! Goodness gracious! So, well, so for those of that. you who are age, you can't do that on television. For the, uh, those of you even just three years younger, you're probably like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Is that where Ryan Reynolds met Lance no, Morrison? he was on 15, which was the Canadian soap opera. I love that you know this. Like, this is, because you know I'm going to ask these dumb questions. Yeah, pushes. yeah. I couldn't tell you a thing about quantum <coughs> physics, but let me tell you about 15, and you can't do that on television. <laughs> but yes, they were both Canadian Nickelodeon shows, so maybe that's, that is that is how they met? I, I always know. thought that was there a They were two thing, separate anyway. shows.
1: Yeah, I was like, what the hell? How did this happen? But... They're both Canadian, so that's enough common ground. They are
0: both Canadian. So, so, all right. This one goes out to our Canadian listeners. Yes,
1: that's this is for you, all you guys. and your, I had some fantastic chips, Canadian chips this week. I apologize. This is not bad news, but uh, I had ketchup chips. Oh. Poutine chips, because poutine oh. is a real big thing up oh. in Canada. Oh. Uh, do you know what poutine is? No. It's I don't f- like the sound of it. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's good? Okay. Yes, I've only had it
0: once, but it's French fries Gravy and cheese. Oh, I have heard of that. Yeah, I just didn't know it was called poutine. Yeah, I just think of Vladimir Putin, and I'm like, yeah, that's a had, lot of people. You, or they're you like, you had <laughs> chips with an old, crusty, bald white man on top. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, I
1: don't know why that's appetizing. Don't, don't but have that. Don't, probably not. Yeah, but, uh, but gravy
0: and cheese, I'm okay with. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why maybe they're like, let's just make it something like that people struggle to say yeah. or feel uncomfortable saying, just because. It's so good. That's right. And awesome. And let's have fun I, with it.
0: I invented some new fries, and it's, it is it is nacho cheese, bacon, ranch, and chives. And it's called the George W. <laughs> That's what or, or, like, boob songs, <laughs> So it
1: just has, like, a. you're like, oh, why is it called boob psalms? It's yeah. like, no relation at all. Maybe there is a real. Write us and let us know why it's called poutine. We don't know. Maybe it's something yeah. in French-Canadian. So, anyways, I guess five, we should get into Batman Five Katniss. minutes in and no Batman news. Sorry,
0: guys. Scrap. I know that sometimes people are like, I have I have a, a hunch that doing? there is a group of listeners out there. Who fast forwards five minutes because they know that it takes us a few minutes to get there. Totally fine I with that. Ya. Totally, I bet you. That's totally good with that.
1: Like, and I don't blame them. But hey. We, I do that to other podcasts we, I listen to. We did start right off the bat by saying we're annoying, which I think this falls right in line with that. Or maybe somewhere in the realm. How does
0: that happen? <laughs> I don't know. My conversations with other people don't go this way, Jamie. This is my brain. I think it's Andy. you. It is me. Your, your brain, is, <laughs> Unapologetically, like, your brain so. is like a Joker's hideout. It's like a broken down amusement park with crazy things happening Just all the time. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Thank you. But I that's how I picture it. Yeah, no, it is that way.
1: It's uh the things that come out of my mouth are not like these. Like the fun house and the,
0: the fun house and the killing joke. Uh-huh. Pretty sure that if I were to crack open your head, that's what would be in there. Oh god. I haven't found all the dark spots, like the really dark spots, but... You'll get there. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe one day. There's still time. All right, let's do it. <laughs> You're five minutes in. You've skipped. So fantastic. So Batman v Superman. So bad. let's talk some Batman. This guys. is good. I
0: haven't read this yet, so I'm excited. Yeah, this is
1: a great interview, actually. Uh, so the costume designer for uh, BBS, Michael Wilkinson, uh, got was interviewed by People's Choice. Uh, and it was at, actually at this um, convention in Vegas, this, like fashion convention and so they just freaking laid into him with all the superhero questions and he just was like went for it like there's a lot of cool stuff in here so i like it so take the take his way
0: all right so they said what sort of research went into creating batman and wonder woman's looks and wilkinson replied to get ready to design the costumes for batman v superman i really did my homework i immersed myself in the long histories of these iconic characters Wow, it sounds like a prepared answer. Uh, Right? He said, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, I studied how they've been portrayed over the last 75 years on film, on TV, in comic books, graphic novels, and video games. I studied what they mean to people, what they stand for, why they're important. I started an exhaustive search for new materials and technologies, original ways of portraying these characters that would be unlike anything audiences have seen before. I wanted the costumes to help make the characters inspirational and relevant to modern audiences. Okay, not to derail this, because I think we've got to keep this pace going, because it's a good long interview. and yeah. it's solid. Yeah.
1: But is that not the perfect answer? That's the best answer that, ever. That you are
0: correct. Like when it comes w- to when, like, what can you ask for? Yeah,
1: when it comes to people who are like, oh, will they do these costumes right? Like that. If that's not a prepared answer, like, dude, kudos to you. Yeah, Michael that's Wilkinson. that's pretty
0: awesome. That's I rad. mean, it's not like. Well, I looked at uh, Nolan's Batman films, and I decided I wanted to do something different. Yeah, exactly. You know, like he, you, know, he's like, you know, he dug into 75 years of history on these characters to get it just right. He started an exhaustive
1: search for new materials and technologies. I want... That's what I love. Something like the, the guy that's going and putting work into these films and being exhaustive
0: yeah. with their research... Hired. His Thank poor, you. His poor Perfect. wife is like, Michael, you haven't slept in weeks. And he said, exhaustive search. <laughs> yeah. Exhaustive. Did I say a tired search? No. I, <laughs> did, I to these did I say well-rested search? <laughs> I think not. Did I not
1: say drug-riddled search? No, you didn't. Well, how else am I going to stay up for 24 hours a day doing this? I got to get – okay, anyways, I derailed it anyway. So Well done. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's so that's do. it
0: for that answer. Yes, indeed. Uh now, I'll ask the question, and you can answer Oh, Let's I go like back it. back and forth. Okay. How are this film's costumes different from what we've seen
1: in previous films? Okay, so now I don't know what Michael Wilkinson sounds like, so... No, it's okay. I'm just do it as Brian Crosby. Brian, as Brian Crosby? Yeah, just do it as Brian Crosby. He <laughs> likes that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, we, we asked him, and he said he, All right, how do we do this
0: <laughs> We tweaked the Superman <laughs> suit only slightly from the Superman <laughs> steel. <laughs>
1: We streamline plus sharpen the details of the cast in a little to suit the more earthly, less <laughs> alien context of the film. The batsuit is a complete 180 degree turn from the previous film incarnations. Our Batman's power comes to this incredible physical strength and fighting skills, not from armor. The director Zack Snyder wanted him to look as much like the comic book versions as possible to be respectful to the original source. As for the Wonder Woman suit, well, she has never been seen in a film before, so there was nothing to compare it to. There is, of course, the costume from the TV show. Zack wanted our character to be a fierce and intimidating warrior. Gritty, battle-scarred, and immortal. So that's my best Brian Crosby I can (laughs) can do. Nailed it. So I think you guys go back and listen that's pretty much how that's totally I, that. I didn't i wasn't starting with an accent and then it just went there yeah, and so well, i'm gonna like, eh, just i'm gonna do it that's that's brian all right <laughs> that's him all right should fans look out for anything in
0: particular when it comes to the costumes uh wilkinson we'll continued zach had a great idea to to have some kryptonian script subliminally included in the details of the suit so we made that happen There's ancient Greek script on Wonder Woman's weapons too. My favorite details of the bat suit are the brass knuckles on the gloves. Yeah. Which we had seen. It's funny. I I saw this, this interview came out there and some friends were like oh my god there are brass knuckles on the gloves. And I'm like have you not been paying attention? You can really tell in the photos. Like I like we noticed that months ago.
1: Well, it's funny because there was that guy that we saw I that, think, yeah. at WonderCon yeah. that had his his were really gold. Like, they were yeah, they were was, very prominent. He was making a point to say like, hey, I've got an inside look at this suit because he was dead on even with the there's some on the toes. Like kind of like it's supposed to be like oh these are the armored portions,
0: steel toes, right. You know the brass knuckles, etc. Uh, Which so, again yeah. makes logical sense Sense. exactly which i and it it, it hasn't been done before right but it's something new and it hasn't been done before but i'm totally okay with it because because like yeah batman needs whatever edge he can right as as a one man you know reign of terror well not yeah exactly and not to
1: mention (laughs) as he as he says you know it's like this is all about and maybe actually it's coming up soon uh it's all about like th- this this big muscular guy. It's not the super armored out Nolan version. No,
0: right. So having these kind of little elements, I think, totally makes sense. Yeah. I agree. And that explains the Joker's teeth, right? I've, I've to take one take one shot in those <laughs> choppers with, yeah, with like, the brass knuckles. You're going to need some caps too. I agree. Yeah, that'd
1: be interesting. Uh, what was Ben Affleck like at his first fitting? How did he react to
0: the suit? From the moment Ben had the suit on in the first fitting, he was hooked. He liked the way it made him feel, powerful and intimidating. Yeah. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd, never ta- I'd never take it off. Oh, dude. Like I'm... me at Halloween, I, ne- I you can't get me to take my costume off. <laughs> like I'm this like, is I'm, just. I'm somebody new. <laughs> this is me now. Yeah. Like for Halloween, I'll be my old
1: self for a day. And then this yeah. is just me the rest yeah,
0: of the time. Yeah. So to to have, and not just like, you know, some sort of like cheesy Batman suit. Like to have like. The suit. The suit. <sighs> Hell yeah.
1: God, made for you. Like, good night. Uh, how involved- Maybe that's
0: why they got divorced. Jennifer's like, if you don't take off the suit, it's, <laughs> it's a valid. He's like, it's comfy to sleep in. Leave me alone. <laughs> and every guy in the world was kids. like, we're
1: with you. We're with you 100%. <laughs> Deal <breaker."
0: laughs> You did the right thing.
1: You did the right thing. Uh, how involved was Zach, director Zack Snyder in the process? What sort
0: of feedback would he give to you? Zach was there at every step of the way. Initial meetings, concept design, prototyping, fittings, camera tests, his energy and passion were phenomenal. It was the fifth film that we have done together, so by now we pretty much finish each other's sentences. Very cool. Doesn't surprise me. Zach seems incredibly involved in every piece of his films. Yeah. I I, I agree 100%. Like, he has his look and that's why. Yeah. You know. Uh, What was the most challenging part of creating this film's wardrobe? Trying to keep the stamina going for an 18-month project. Trying to make sure that every decision I make is the most original one. Trying to make sure that I've put the maximum amount of passion and intelligence to every costume I put in front of the camera. Brilliant, dude. Just This guy, man. This guy. He's killing it, man. I like him. I'd hire this guy to do anything. That's right. <laughs> like, Maybe he does weddings. I'm going to call it <laughs>
1: We let's pull together and do... Because yes. <laughs> we probably can't afford them on our own, but... As a, <laughs> there'll be no cake, there'll be no catering, <laughs> but
0: I will look amazing <laughs> like, as the Batman
1: groom. Sorry, there's no wedding dress because
0: uh, <laughs> the Batman suit, obviously, was a necessity. My, my, my fiancé is in uh, yoga pants and a t-shirt, <laughs> but I look like Batman. All eyes will be on me on this
1: wedding. Uh, what was the one thing that would surprise us about the film's
0: costumes? Uh, I think that most people would be surprised to hear that my approach to designing the costumes for Batman v Superman is similar to my approach on a film like American Hustle, even though the genres of the films are so different. I work out what ideas and mood I want to convey to the audience for each character and aim to capture them using color, texture, and silhouette. The choice of fabric and materials is absolutely crucial to my process. I always try to make bold, surprising, sophisticated choices when it comes to sourcing materials and using technology." Did anyone beg to keep a memento from the costume department? It was pretty hard to get Jason out of his Aquaman costume. It really became part of him, and Amy was rather attached to her winter coats and trenches. Okay, yeah, 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 Amy. But that is awesome. <laughs> like Again, I wouldn't be surprised. Jason Momoa no. was like, hell, screw you, it's mine now. Yeah, exactly. I'm He's wearing like, this so, Yeah, like... And he, again, if I looked like Jason Momoa, I'd ex- to his Exactly. Like, it's one of those He things. puts in the work. Yeah. He, he
1: deserves he it. He does it. Absolutely. He deserves it. And you don't say no when the guy just walks off set in the suit. Like,
0: Jason, Jason. Joe,
1: oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got it. Is he? Are you going to get him? No, I'm Zach, not going to get him. Jack, you're
0: going to have to text Jason. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not Because I'm not him. doing it. Yeah, like, well, that's <laughs> his. We'll uh, let's, let's just say that we gave it to him. That's just fine. And, and he just... Jumped off a pier and into the ocean. (laughs) God, that guy, he's committed. He really, he's going for it. He literally, he
1: lives the other direction. I don't know where he's swimming to, but he's going for it. I don't understand. I don't even get this. He
0: just jumped on the back of a dolphin. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) Are, are we filming this? Should we be filming this? This is amazing. <laughs> we said we rapped. What the hell is he doing?
1: <laughs> like, that's completely believable in my mind. Like, it's it's. it's I wanna tangent. I want I want to believe it. Like, believe Jason Momoa is that much of a wild guy. Just picturing it makes guy. me happy. <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, oh man, so awesome. Uh, so, yeah, fantastic interview with um, Michael Wilkinson uh, and giving us some real cool inside. Well,
0: and having seen those costumes at Comic-Con, and even if you weren't at Comic-Con, you've seen the photos online. Yep. It shows. Yeah, I mean, those are those are freaking beautiful costumes. Yes. every detail, every nook and cranny is gorgeous. Totally. Like I, I couldn't be pulled away from looking at them, and it's three costumes. Yeah, and so all that hard work has paid off. Yeah. They look amazing. Absolutely.
1: Uh, moving on, Michael Shannon, who uh, played Zod in Man of Steel, uh, has revealed uh, that he is in BVS. And maybe have a little bit of a bigger role or more interesting role than we had thought. Uh, Because he's in the trailer. Well, he's in the trailer, so we know he's only as a corpse, as a dead guy. Uh, So he uh, told a pretty funny story uh, to Vulture magazine. I think Vulture magazine. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Culture, something maybe website or magazine. I can't remember. Uh, probably online magazine. It's all the same. And this is that story. He said I was in my costume and I couldn't use my fingers because in the sequel I have flippers instead of hands. Uh, so I had these wax flippers on my fingers and I couldn't open the door. And I could hear Zack Snyder being like, "Where's Shannon? Where the f is he?" And the whole crew was standing around. I was like knocking on the door with my flippers. Like, let me out of here. Fortunately, Shannon had his personal superhero and the uh, craft service guy, (laughs) who apparently doesn't have the best craft service, he said. uh, (laughs) And he said he was actually paying attention to what was going on, so he came over and opened the door for me. Otherwise, I would have gotten fired. It's probably an exaggeration to doubt he would have gotten fired. I don't don't think he would have gotten fired. But... uh,
0: he would have been found eventually, but. Considering he freaking owned Zod. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. Chewed, chewed the hell out of that oh scene. You just. Anybody. I will find him! Like, that just. That scene. Oh, I could just watch it all day. So good, I could just yeah. watch it all day. Yeah. The way it elevates, the way he starts with, I will find him. Yeah. I will find him. <laughs> yeah. I will find him! <laughs> yeah, it's like, like,
1: oh, it's so It good. makes you wonder. Like, well, actually, so I haven't looked at the script, but, like, I wonder how. That was written, you know, Ooh. like if, if it was written in that oh. detailed, you know, for him to do it that way, yeah. or if he, I could totally believe that he just delivered it oh, that way it's on so his own. Good. It's uh, so good. So awesome. So, what do you think, man? Flippers. Do you think <laughs> they're really flippers?
0: He's or playing do you think, the penguin. Oh, why didn't I think of that? It's really simple. He had to put on some weight for the role, but, you right. know, that's one of those tasks that actors look forward to because they're like, I could finally have donuts. Or, for everyone
1: except for Jared Leto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he did – what was the – did you hear about that? The one,
0: That's the one where uh, he played the guy who shot Lennon, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 really big.
1: And he apparently hates eating horribly, and so he was melting butter and chocolate and just drinking it. And I'm like, you are the only person in the world that has this problem, man. Like, it sucks eating badly. I would be like – just, I would be doing a Christian Bale, like except where where Christian Bale goes from like really fit or really thin to yeah. really fat, and then like back. American Hustle. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like going from really fat to kind of like regular guy, and then really fat <laughs> yeah. again. I'd be like, "Where's that role where um, I need to get fat again?" Because yeah. uh, it's Christmas season, and those cookies are looking amazing. So. Yeah. Uh, I anyway, digress. sorry, th- that was another tangent. Another tangent, uh, as flippers, we, as we think, do.
0: You know, we've heard rumors up until now it, that Zod's corpse is being used to create a weapon, perhaps doomsday. Right. It's not a new rumor, but this kind of supports that in that there is some sort of evolution or transformation happening with Zod's body mm-hmm. that could then lead to something else. Do you think that could be him...
1: It, it seems to me that if he's wearing a costume that he's walking around and it's not, because usually if it's just a corpse, yeah, they'll either have them just lay there or whatever, yeah. or if it's like some sort of a, um, you know, if like he's got a prosthetic or something to show a transformation, like, mm. I don't know, maybe they could go either way, but a lot of times they just do like a, 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 a body, like prosthetic. They do a
0: fake of that person, you know? Right, yeah, like, just because. Like in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Batman or Robin. Yeah Nora Freeze. They made like a, a mannequin of her to put in the water tank. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not really her. Really? Yeah. They just they just threw good money after bad on that movie. <laughs> Yeah, like well, <laughs> that spent, was that was totally spent, worthwhile. They spent so much money on that piece of crap. Um <laughs> But you're right, like if it is just a corpse. Why would he be walking it, around in it? You, you know? know, and I imagine it would be in some sort of tank. Yeah, if there's like you know stuff happening, so they could have just used him for that. He could just be in a tank. I could be absolutely reading into it too far, um, but but there is always the chance that
1: he's playing he's, Doomsday, right? So that's kind of either that or he's awakened
0: somehow, reawakened in some manner, or so Superman didn't kill him. So get over it, nerds. Yeah, jeez, nerds, bunch of whiners, bunch of nerds.
1: Not us. <laughs> he kill, He Superman kills all the time. All right. It's just you know. But Christopher you Reeve. It did. No, Christopher time. Reeve did too. But we yeah, didn't care did. when he did it. Yeah, okay, sorry.
0: Um, Woo. The <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, nerds. <laughs> we get it. We get it, guys. It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine.
1: No, we all have our sticking points. I don't agree with oh, that. Okay. I'm just saying we all, all have right. our sticking points. Right.
0: That's what I'm approving is the sticking points. But no, snap I don't that, I agree. Yeah, I'm it. with you. I'm with you. Um, uh, anyway, so yes. yeah, so it, it's interesting. I wonder how long he was on set, what kind yeah. of role he was playing. Yeah. You know, like is it literally just two days of him in a tank, so you've got the corpse mm-hmm. or is it bigger than that? Right. I don't know. I I wouldn't be sad if he's in more. You of the should movie. know. Wait, why? Because someone's got to, and I don't. I should know. I'm going to give Warner Brothers. A Come call. on, Jamie. Hey guys, I should know this. Who are you again?
1: Well, somebody's got to know this, somebody's right? Somebody's got uh, all the appropriate people working on the film. know. <laughs>
0: they made the film already. It's done. When, when, yeah, 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 I yeah. get that. But you know, somebody else, right? What, what I like is that there was no leak that Michael Shannon was on set for this movie until we saw his his face in the trailer. Yeah. Like, there were no reports Michael Shannon is on the BVS set. They have been very great about
1: lip-sealed on this movie, honestly. Because even all, like, you would think with, obviously, the speculation of a, a, a larger villain that we would have a better idea, and there are obviously hints and stuff out there. Yeah. But considering how long this movie has been done, being filmed... Uh, and how long we've been talking about this movie, the fact that we have no idea and, like, it's just really kind of super loose speculation, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's crazy. Like, that's awesome. I love it. I love that, you know, people, you know, in an age where everything is leaked, it's cool that people stick to their NDAs, honestly, because that's what's part of the fun. I want there to be a reveal. So.
0: Good, I mean, despite, the, despite the efforts of certain people online. Right? right, exactly. As far as the film goes, they're, they're doing their job. Totally. Uh, moving on. So real quick, Yahoo
1: Beauty. Yahoo! Ask Godot, Gal Gadot, some rapid fire questions about superheroes and villains. And I'll just go through them really quick because they're just kind of... They're quick. So she was asked, Batman or Superman? And she replied, uh, it's like mommy or daddy. I don't know. So she couldn't choose. Uh, Wonder Woman in one word, she said powerful. Her favorite villain, she said Lex Luthor, actually. Her weapon of choice is her sword. And her superpower of choice would be to fly. So
0: nothing really too surprising there. Yeah. Overall, sounds good. Good answers. Good answers. Well, <laughs> well done, gal. We love you. We love you. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yes. So a couple more pictures tweeted out by director David Ayer this week and some uh-huh. fun stuff. Not necessarily movie stuff, it seems, but more kind of bonding with the cast. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie gives the Suicide Squad cast members and director David Ayer tattoos. Yes. So apparently the crew is bonding as well as David Ayer been has been hoping they would. Margot Robbie, in her full Harley Quinn garb, uh, gives David Ayer, Jay Courtney, and Karen Fukuhara all squad tattoos. It was even Fukuhara's first tattoo. So it was all documented via the actor's Instagram, with Margot even holding a handwritten sign that says Harley's Tattoo Parlor, and parlor is misspelled and crossed out, and then it says Parlor. Mm hmm. O U R. Very proper, proper and Very old proper. school. Uh, Will Smith couldn't help but get on the action and grabbed the tattoo gun and gave Joel Kinnaman his own squad tattoo. He Instagrammed the experience with a picture of he and Smith with the caption, got my squad tattoo. Will has many, many talents. Tattooing is not one of them. It was like watching a drunk baby fly a hot helicopter. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah. like So, tattoos are a major thing with the Suicide Squad. Indeed, yeah. On screen and off.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny just uh, this morning um, Ralph Garman was talking about he had mentioned this story and he's like what if the movie sucks like then they have these dumb squad tattoos on yeah. them and I'm like and I think the thing what we've learned about tattoos is Good or bad, it's a stamp in time for the most part for most people. So even if this movie's horrible, which I don't think it's going to be, uh, I don't think any of these actors will be upset about having this tattoo because, A, it's pretty simple, and it's a total stamp in time. You know, it just says squad. And what an experience, obviously, for them. like This is, you know, I think... For a lot of actors, like filming a movie is kinda like a summer camp or something, you know, like there's a lot of work, but there's so much bonding and kind oh, of yeah. this like, whole like family. life experience, you know, that yeah. you have. So uh, I think that's cool, you know. Yeah. It shows like I, I don't
0: I don't regret my weekend at Bernie's two tattoo. No. I don't. You I, shouldn't. I show it with pride. A great stamp in time. Uh I referenced weekend at Bernie's
1: just yesterday. Perfect. So it still holds up, buddy. Yeah. It <laughs> still uh, holds up. <laughs> What would your weekend at Bernie's two tattoo be? Just
0: just Bernie? Just like it is. You know? It is. Yeah. It's yeah it's it's weekend of Bernie's two, so it's like zombie Bernie. Oh. Okay. Not not just dead Bernie. Good. It's like walking Bernie with the, the headphones.
1: I can't tell if you're serious that you actually have this tattoo. Oh yeah. You do?
0: No. Dang it. You
1: had me going for a
0: moment. Yeah, well, (laughs) there you go. Old gullible Magoo. I think think it's fun, and I'm now going to get all my (laughs) tattoos done, including my Weekend at Bernie's 2 tattoo at Harley's Tattoo Parlor. I think it's an obvious choice, an obvious decision. uh, As
1: long as Will Smith is not there giving the tattoos, you're good to go. Uh, So moving on, a little more news. Ike Barenholt has hinted at his character in Suicide Squad and talks a little bit about the movie. Uh, so up until this point Well, still actually Not up until this point We still don't really know Who he's playing uh, And considering He's kind of a comedic actor As we've seen him For the most part In and, and Mad TV And I don't know what Mindy else. Mindy Project Mindy Project, yeah, yeah. Um, It's kind of interesting To everyone has speculated uh, uh, Doctor Strange Hugo, I mean Hugo, Hugo Strange Hugo, Hugo Strange, yeah Who's a doctor? Every You're single right. time he's I say doctor. that I'm like Wait, that's wrong Wrong universe It's right It's just weird uh, Hugo Strange, thank you, and uh, this is what he said, I can tell you my character in that movie is someone you would not want at your house for dinner. He's a very troubled human being. Immediately my mind goes to, like, Hannibal Lecter for some reason, like, <laughs> that kind of character. i right. like, I don't know if that kind of character exists in the, in the DC Who knows? Or so. Could be. Uh, and then he went on to say, The trailer is very serious, but David Ayer is a psychopath. As much as he loves the dark and exploring the disturbed side of society, it's not like you're telling jokes. But if you can just kind of, in the moment, try to play things a little honestly and relax to these giant, huge superhero things that are happening, funny stuff can kind of happen and there can be lots of laughs from it. Can be laughs from it. Will Smith is a very funny guy. Jai Courtney is actually a very funny guy. Margot Robbie is actually funny. (laughs) So I think there's going to be some moments in that that actually make people laugh. I'm actually yeah. really excited Great. about it, actually. Great. So, <laughs>
0: and I, I, I feel like someone else said that too. I don't know if it was David A. or something, but like, no, like, you'll be surprised at how much fun is in the movie, even. You know, based not based on what you're seeing in the trailer, uh-huh. so that's that's awesome. That doesn't surprise me. And it does. I think
1: even if it is a kind of on the dark side, the fact that these guys are bonding so well, yeah, that comes through. Like that kind of stuff reads really well. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes a cast, even if it's supposed to be more jovial or like kind of fun, um, sometimes if they don't gel very well, um, it ruins. It can yeah. Ruin the film. yeah, like so. like
0: fools rush in with Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek.
1: <laughs> Great pull, man.
0: I remember that movie. Remember it? I totally forgot the, that movie. The, the most famous thing about this movie is that they hated each other, and it was a romantic comedy. Oh, boy.
1: Yeah. What a weird time where yeah.
0: those two are like,
1: you know what? We need to see we these need, two in a movie we need, we
0: need a romantic comedy with Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek. Yeah. <laughs> Both at the height of their game at that there point. There you go. But, uh, Fools rush in. Yes. Check it out. Hey, check
1: it out, guys. If you're, uh, <laughs> and we can praise too. Make it a double Yeah. Feature. Hey, we're we're hitting all our bases here, yeah. guys. You got to know your pop culture. You know, good and bad. Good and bad. It's, it's all all I know. Yeah.
0: That's all I got. That's all I got too. Don't uh, ask
1: don't ask for math. Yeah. yeah.
0: So moving on to some other news. Unfortunately, some some sad news this week. We lost uh. a couple members of the Bat family. Uh, first of all, the original live-action Batgirl, Yvonne Craig, did pass away. Uh, I'm sure if you've been online, you've seen this, mm-hmm. but it's such a shame. So the first actress to ever portray Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl has died. She passed away Monday night in her home in Los Angeles after succumbing to breast cancer, after succumbing to breast cancer, which had met- Metastasized yes. to her liver. Yvonne was a trained ballet dancer and was a member of the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo in the 1950s before transitioning into a career in acting. She appeared in multiple films, including several Elvis Pictures and Seven Women from Hell, which starred her future Batman co star, Cesar Romero. When film roles tapered off, Craig moved to television where she made appearances in such programs as My Three Sons, The Man from U.N.C.L.E., even Star Trek, where she appeared as a green-skinned alien woman. Not long after her own attempt at a TV pilot went unsold, Craig was contacted again by its producer, William Dozier, but this time it it was to interview for an important role on his far more lucrative project, the hit series, Batman. Yvonne Craig not only landed the part, but to find a character who continues to thrive in pop culture to this day, Craig did all her own stunts, even those performed on Batgirl's now iconic motorcycle. Despite only appearing in the final 26 episodes of the series' 120-episode run, Craig's standout performance is remembered as an integral part of the show's legacy. The family of Yvonne Craig has asked not for flowers, but for donations to be made to the Angelus Clinic Foundation. If you'd like to learn more about their life of Yvonne Craig, read her 2000 memoirs from ballet to the Batcave and beyond. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, a sad, a sad week uh,
1: for uh, Batman 66 fans, especially. Uh, That we got that site that uh, news story from uh, Batman News. So thank you for that really good article on her and her life. Yeah, Uh, well written. Yes, and uh, another tragedy also this week. uh, Earlier this week, a guy by the name Lenny B. Robinson, who is known as the Route 29 Batman, uh, because of his um, this uh, video that went viral. Well, I'll just read whatever, (laughs) actually. It's much better written. Uh, Robinson was killed late Sunday night when in his Batmobile stalled Uh, due to engine failure. While checking on his vehicle, he was hit by a driver in a Toyota Camry and was pronounced dead on site. Lenny, who was often referred to as the Route 29 Batman after a video of him being pulled over by police on Route 29 and then taking pictures with him went viral. Uh, He was a regular guy uh, who gained an obsession of Batman after sharing the interest with his son. ...who he used to call Batman. Uh, after su- su- selling his successful cleaning business, he decided he would use his time and money for good... ...purchase a movie replica Batsuit and a black Lamborghini and his Batmobile. A few times every month, Lenny, Batman, Robinson would visit sick and often terminal kids in hospitals... ...handing out books, toys, and all sorts of Batman merchandise that he spent twenty-five grand a year on, supposedly. and uh, touring hospitals around ba- Baltimore, he often went with his son, Bryn, who is now a teenager... And uh, he would visit schools also to talk about bullying. He never left the hospital without making sure every child, whether they would ru- could run to him, or if he had to visit them in their beds, had a visit from Batman. We've lost a true hero this week. So this one tore me up, man. Yeah. Like I, I, everybody knew this this video of him being pulled over um, right. and the cops taking pictures with him, and um, yeah, just a tragedy that he was just you know like you know just like a. Just on the side of the road, and just like you know, it's like oh, who's, who's right to
0: you know, like what can you say? It's like just such a, a freak thing, freak thing exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what and it's, I'm going and it's. for. And it's awful. Um, I mean, kind of the, the, the silver lining to this very sad news is the fact that his story was documented in the yeah. film Legends of the Night. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Legends of the Night, it is on Netflix streaming. It's a documentary all about how Batman has inspired people to do good in the world. And there's a huge segment on Lenny there. So, uh, so you know, check check that out if you haven't already. Because it's a great way to really see what a special guy Lenny was and the amount of things that he did in his spare time using his time and his resources to just, you know, make kids who need to smile, smile.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and
0: uh, and nothing but respect and love for him, and it's a shame that we lost him so soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, our our thoughts and prayers out to his family and uh, friends and those who lost. I I I thought it was really cool. Actually, there was a, a video that was released after he had passed, um, just a couple clips of him, which just like ripped your heart out, you know, seeing him uh, visiting kids and stuff. Uh, but that actually there was like a call to action at the end of it, like you know who will who will fill the mantle of Lenny, mm-hmm. you know, like which I think is awesome. because... Yeah, it's like that's really the. It's like just because he's gone, and I'm sure there are already other people who do this very thing all the time. Uh, but you know, to to fill his shoes and continue doing what he did, because um, that's obviously like was was his goal was to to touch kids in a time that you know where they needed some some light, you know, yeah. and a lot of dark. So um, uh, rest in peace, uh, Yvonne Craig and uh, Lenny B. Robinson. You will be missed. The uh, the Bat fans and family are are. Uh, lost without you, but we will carry on in your name. Yeah, and in your honor, and we will, and you will always live on in our hearts. Both. That's that's correct, yes, sir. Uh, so moving on to a little bit of a lighter news, uh, Batman '89 has come to Arkham Knight. Uh, which this has been all over the internet especially for uh, even people who don't uh, are really into the video game side of this uh, yourself included Andy yes uh, this is like a big draw for you because
0: but I, now I, <laughs> I really want it <laughs> yeah
1: it's like it's I know, I know I heard it's like a it's it's kind of short uh, as Brian was talking to us about it uh, he's gotten it I haven't gotten it yet myself. Uh, but basically, uh, it's a DLC uh, where you can get um, the, the uh, Batmobile and the Tim Burton Batman suit from 1989, which has all the bells and whistles. I guess uh, it's down to the, um, the uh, Bat symbol with the extra scalloping on the tail, uh, which we all love. And uh, it's also got, I guess they have a uh, Bat Family costume pack. Uh, and it has the two racetracks included that are also inspired by Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. Um, so you got to check these things out. Uh, they're fantastic looking. Like the level is just. It he's looks driving so through awesome. It. It's like so. Awesome. Dude, yeah, it's just ridiculous with the with the um, uh, the penguin's duckmobile going by and, uh-huh. and the penguin shooting missiles and jumping in the water around him as he's driving and just just. I can't wait to get this thing, you know? Like I kind of I beat the game and then I took a uh, I've taken a breather a little while cuz it was like pretty hard and heavy into video games yeah. <laughs> for video little while. I was like all right, I got to kind of like reset the balance here so the scales right and uh but yeah now nah, this is not gonna i'm not gonna be able to stay away for long so that's awesome it's really cool yeah
0: so it looks like this is included in the season pass but you can get it individually for $1.99. It's a hell of a deal hell of a deal uh wb games is also teasing next month's content this includes six challenges for the four playable characters including batman robin nightwing and catwoman it's available on september 1st later in the month there will be a new batmobile based on christopher nolan's the dark knight and this includes two additional race tracks. You'll also get the original Arkham Asylum Bat suit. The highlight of this bundle is a new story mission featuring Nightwing. Dick Grayson will need to protect the GCPD from an escape by the Penguin and his goons. Oh, dude! Yeah, I mean, honestly, with all this, all this
1: other stuff coming, it's like, okay. I know I've been talking about bringing the console in. Maybe I'll wait for this stuff because it's like you could play the 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 main game storyline like a little uh-huh. bit, but this stuff. I think is probably even more in your wheelhouse. Oh, Cause it is because you
0: can just play it. Well, yeah, like it's it's a short little commitment. Yeah, because just getting getting a little yeah
1: getting a little taste of the game is fantastic. Like you'll get it pretty quickly. Yeah, but these other things, you know, they're they're short. And you can have like a complete, you know. ARC, not necessarily ARC, but, you know, experience right. in a short amount of time, especially playing as Dick Grayson, and the game is so fun, um, is, is is just fantastic, and and Robin as well, uh, both of them are really fun to play, so uh, look for that coming up, I know I will, and uh, we'll let you know when we, when I finally get that console in here, we'll uh, let you know what we thought of it. Yeah. Uh, so we got, after our um, kind of uh, dry lake bed of listener feedback last week, we got... Everybody was like, to, oh, yeah, wait, wait, got to. oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to write in. So, like, we got a couple of people riding in on last week's episode and then um, the uh, – or the previous week's episode and then this week's episode. Uh, and so, yeah, let's get into it. What do you say?
0: All right. So the first uh, message comes from Dylan Matt. He says, I just discovered you guys while searching for something to listen to while I drive. Unfortunately, I don't know much about you yet, but someone said something that really resonated. That the summer of 1989 changed my life. I totally got Bat Fever and it's never gone away. I too bought, rather, my very generous parents bought, everything I saw with the bat symbol on it, comics, Keaton-style mask for my first Batman Halloween costume, cups, necklaces, pictures, posters, toys, everything. It was an amazing movie summer, by the way. Ghostbusters 2, Indy 3, Parenthood, the list is long. I think Dolph Lundgren Punisher came out that year too. I had to buy the VHS from a guy at a comic convention. <laughs> you remember those days when you could decide if you felt like going to Comic-Con the morning of? That's the era we're talking about. Anyway, I know so much already about the bat, but it's throwing to know there are others out there as crazy as I am. I'm so freaking excited about BVS and was especially psyched to hear the rough cut was good. Everyone's been concerned because of Snyder's tendency to value imagery over story substance. I just cannot wait. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening
1: thrilling uh he said thrilling so i had to i just immediately stuck with me uh dude that's awesome dylan i love i love hearing guys who are like really dedicated 89 fans they're excited for the new stuff too because you know like a lot of times that is like uh almost as the batman 66 stuff uh versus the 89 uh burton batman was kind of like a ridge uh, or a rift between Kind of the fandom. Yeah, um,
0: where cer- certain people like chose one over the other. Yeah, but, they
1: couldn't make the transition. They yeah. were like, that was too far, and that wasn't their Batman. Um, so I love hearing guys like Dylan who are uh, are excited about the upcoming movies. He actually continued on in another message and said, obviously you've seen the gravestone with Richard Grayson on it. Oh, man, I sure hope that's Photoshopped image. Seems like the DCU would suffer if there was no successful Robin. What about Nightwing? I sure hope that it's Nightwing out there, is out there, and Jason Todd was killed. Also something I've seen and what I hoped would be incorporated into The Dark Knight Rises but obviously wasn't is the post-death in the family story, a lonely, A Lonely Place of Dying. Where Batman is more alone than ever and is getting brutal with criminals. I really liked the psychology of that. Here's hoping. Uh, so yes, if you'll you'll catch up and you'll hear all of the conversation that we've had, which yeah. is plentiful. Yeah, about, uh, we've, we've
0: rich- covered this. This has been a very uh, hot topic as far as whether or not Rich Grayson it, or. Dick Grayson. You're right. Still, still, Richard, rich Richard slash Dick Grayson uh, <laughs> is the Robin that, that was killed by the Joker in the new films. Uh, so we won't go over it all again. But I, I think you bring up a good point about A Lonely Place of Dying where Batman is more alone and brutal than ever because yeah. everything that we're seeing in Batman v Superman seems like he is kind of at that place.
1: Yeah, he's not, he's, he's not like, oh, cool, collected, like, you know, I'm doing this, you know, as a justice to my... Injust uh, reaction to the injustice that was done to me as a result of my parents, but I'm calm and doing like this is all about justice.
0: Yeah, this is an angry Batman. Oh are yeah, he's, yeah. He's, Well, it's like a Batman who's been so beaten down and he's he's worked so hard for 20 years, and it seems again yes. that he feels like 20 years and I've done no good. Yeah, so he's bitter.
1: Yeah, he's pissed off. Yeah. So I I think we are getting exactly that. I think that's a good call. Um, or not exactly that, but reference Something, that yeah, sort of yeah. that sort of thing uh moving on michael leverage wrote into us and said hey jamie and andy i was a huge fan of the site and the batman universe podcast in the beginning believe it or not when it was just dustin and a microphone with news circulating around bbs and the dcu i'm just now getting back into the swing of things and i love what you guys are doing with the show keep up the great work thank you michael Uh, you guys have been talking heavily about the Dick Grayson, about Dick Grayson and his supposed death, and I wanted to weigh in. I just listened to the episode where you discussed the rumor that Scott Eastwood's role in Suicide Squad is in fact Dick Grayson undercover and spying on Waller for Batman. If that's the case, which I hope it is, it's very possible that the headstone reading Richard John Grayson is an empty grave. I hope I'm making sense here. It all adds up in my head, and I hope we explain this relatively well. We're with you so far, I think. Yep. Uh, the tombstone says Dick Grayson died in 2000, and Batman supposedly retired after a tragedy, i.e. the death of Robin. Assuming BVS takes place in 2016 and that Bruce is about 45, uh, let's say, wait, B-1997? Oh, so that's like the starting point, I guess? Yeah, beginning uh, in Beginning nin- in 1997, oh, got it. <laughs> well, acronyms, weird. Uh, let's say Bruce has been Batman for 20 years, starting in 1996 when he was 25 years old. If Dick's parents died, he became Robin and then died all within... Four years. That means that Bruce has been retired for fifteen years after only four or five years of being Batman, which doesn't support the fact that this Batman is an older, wiser hero. However, my theory is that Dick Grayson. This is a word problem right here, man. Right. This is this is where we don't do the. I'm math. making thank, notes and drawing so much for, drawing diagrams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got a wall already with yarn just yeah. leading everywhere here <laughs> and there. Uh, my theory is that Dick Grayson joined Batman. Much later into his career, let's say 1999 or so, and worked alongside him for two years. Now, as a Batman, as a bat fan, for as long as I can remember, I've always thought it interesting that just as a Bruce Wayne adopts a young acrobat orphan, Batman adopts a young agile sidekick. Perhaps Batman's enemies begin to speculate at that as well and begin making a connection between Batman and Bruce Wayne. In order to divert suspicion, Dick Grayson dies, but lives on as Robin, fully committing himself to fighting crime alongside Batman and later becomes Nightwing. This then progresses to Jason Todd taking over and then eventually being killed by the Joker and setting Batman into a depression, becoming a much more violent and angry vigilante. Believe me, I realize that this is of course a long and convoluted theory that could complicate an already enormous film in BVS, but it's the only one I could think of that explains the headstone and keeps Dick Grayson alive. This could also be a throwaway line in BVS and then further explored in Suicide Squad where Dick Grayson reveals himself at the climax of the film. If my fear is correct and Dick Grayson is in fact dead, it's not uncommon for comic characters to come back to life. I'm sorry for the length of my email, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Oh, yeah, no, I uh, I think, kudos, man. The length of the email is justified. You did your homework. You really gave it some thought. Um, again, I, I think you kind of hit a point there, like this seems too complicated of a story to tell, Um, Not for these guys, but such focus on Robin and Dick Grayson. And I think it's cool, but I don't think that there will be the time in this movie to tell a story this complicated necessarily in this movie.
0: Right, right.
1: I think it could exist in the background of this movie, like you say, maybe in Suicide Squad or something like that. The whole Jason Todd thing, I still – I I, – I'm reserved in believing that there's going to be two representations of a Robin character in these movies. Yeah. I think it's going to be one person, they're they going to be dead, and it's going to be a ruse, or not, or actually dead, or, you know, so, I don't know, what do you think? It's
0: I th- Well, I think, number one, we don't even know if that gravestone is legit. Right, exactly. So, so just, from the, just from the start. From the get-go, you're right. From the get-go. But e- even if we assume it is, which it sounds like you did here when you were kind of creating these theories there... It, it's definitely possible. I don't I don't see Dick Grayson having a fake death so there can be a Robin. I don't necessarily see that happening uh, yeah. because I don't think Bruce would ever want Dick Grayson to cease being Dick Grayson because the whole point of taking a Robin is that so Dick doesn't end up yeah. as an obsessive the way Bruce has. Right. He's trying to prevent that path for him, so yes. I don't think he would take that away from him. But what I do think you make a good point is with your theory is the fact that there are a lot of ways to tell the story and a lot of ways to write it so that Dick Grayson can be alive
1: yes i agree yeah it's it's really tough to wrap our head around the the time frame and all that um as it is uh but yeah i think at any rate, we're all hoping that Dick Grayson is, is going to be alive. And, and if he isn't alive, that at least his story gets told in some way. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird for me to think about the idea of him joining Batman and not trained by Batman. You mm-hmm. know? Like, that's... Because that's really a big departure for me as far as, you know, him being taken on as the orphan and then, you know, kind of discovering Batman and then right. coaxing Batman to allow him because... I don't see him being. I mean, I guess it would make sense, though, in a way, if if Dick Grayson had sought the pursuit in the same way that Bruce did, and then at least proved himself because he's already been a hero of sorts on his own. But him moving, I would see him immediately being Nightwing, not Robin.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think you make a valid point. Is that you know, in in this theory, he said, "Oh, it was always weird that." Bruce takes on Dick and then all of a sudden Robin shows up and I don't think it's that immediate. It's like he takes no. a, he takes on Dick and then two or 3 years later Robin shows up because you need that time for them to create a relationship for yes. for Dick to un, to to discover the Batcave yes. for Batman to decide that he's going to train him for them to actually do the training yeah. so it's not an immediate thing.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of, I I think that's what makes their relationship so strong, and why he so successfully can move on to be Nightwing eventually is because he, it takes, he really earns Bruce's trust, you know he has to, because Mm -hmm. he doesn't even want to allow him to be fighting alongside him, he doesn't want him to risk it, so for him to, you know, and then eventually to take, in the comic books the mantle of the bat at some point, you know where it's like He really is the the only guy that that I can think of right now uh, that has really proven himself to be um valuable or, or well i guess damien would be exception um to to be worthy of wearing the mantle mantle of the bat but um right more 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 inside of uh, the trust than the training aspect which is where damien has got the training aspect to be batman yes um whereas dick grayson earns the trust of bruce
0: exactly so yeah i you know as we've talked about in the past we we hope you're right we hope dick grayson yes. is out there and he's alive and well i think that as we've also discussed is that what will probably happen in this film is that we know Robin was killed by the Joker and that's all we'll know for now. Yes. We don't know which Robin it was. We don't know what happened. That's going to be saved for a later film, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it's that uh,
1: that these, these comic book characters are brought back to life often. And yeah. So, there's yeah. always a
0: way. Mm-hmm. And, and this, and your theory is one way and who knows which way they'll choose, but you're right. There is always a way. And I hope that they choose a way to keep <laughs> Dick Grayson alive. Yeah. Uh, Alright, moving on to another email from listener Andy P. He says, hey Andy and Jamie, despite the lack of news, I thought it was a great show. And may I say, there's no faster way to win my loyalty than with a Three Amigos reference. So excellent work there. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yeah, buddy. I'm, glad caught, you. I'm glad someone caught it. I'm glad someone caught it. So here's something for you guys to maybe discuss on the next show. I've gathered that Andy is a huge fan of the Riddler. For whatever reason, I've never been impressed with the Riddler. So I just wanted to request that Andy sells me on the Riddler. He sold me on young justice back near the beginning of the year and that turned out to be awesome great uh so i have the utmost confidence in his selling abilities also while we're at it i want to hear about jamie's favorite villain and have him sell whoever that is mm-hmm. second thing it's been so long since we heard about old Scoot McNeary, and i can only assume that he takes up the majority of your workplace conversations and that you both lie awake wondering where oh who old scoot is playing uh. what are your latest theories as always, thanks for the excellent podcast. I hope to hear from you guys next week, Andy P. Andy, thanks for writing in again, man. Yeah. Um, some good,
1: good wow. food for us. you want to start yeah. on your on your pitch.
0: I wish I wish I had been prepared for this.
1: I think it's best that we're we're not prepared. Because I, I also well. am not prepared. I didn't read this either. So yeah.
0: <laughs> So <laughs> yes, I love the Riddler. And I love the Riddler because he is, as far as the the Batman Rugs Gallery. He is the quintessential intellectual Mm -hmm. rival to Batman.
1: Yes, I agree. He's
0: not a physical rival, Mm -hmm. but it's completely intellectual. He is the smartest of the Batman villains. Mm -hmm. He knows it. Mm -hmm. And the narcissism that the Riddler has, I think, is really fun and intriguing. I love the fact that he's like, I know I'm so much smarter than you that I have to give you riddles just for you to keep up. Yes. Yeah, he wants...
1: Batman to figure it out enough to draw him closer and then try and trap him. And that's kind of where the battle takes place where it gets to a point where it's like, okay, when he intentionally is like, okay, now no more clues, no more like I'm really going to try and trick you. Yeah. And that's when Batman's detective skills are usually kind of the thing that triumphs right. and he figures it out for himself and trumps the Riddler. Yeah.
0: There's an episode of Batman 66 where the Riddler uh, – Frank Gorshin, Frank Gorshin is one of the biggest sells for the Riddler, oh, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. The Riddler, the Riddler was never even a particularly popular villain mm-hmm. until Frank Gorshin's version on the TV mm-hmm. show. And Frank Gorshin did a great job kind of showing that intellect and kind of the way he walked around and thought about it. And then he would get so excited anyway. The way yeah. he would kind of wind up this and, is and so grow. So wild and um, cool. Yeah. But there was a, an episode, and I forget which one it was, but there was a point where, th- like, the his girl, because there's always a girl yeah. in the gang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says what everyone always has been thinking. Hey, Riddler, wouldn't it be easy if you didn't leave riddles for Batman? Yeah. And he said, no, riddles? There's no point in crime without riddles. <laughs> like, crime no. crime is literally not the point. No. The point is to prove how much smarter he is than you. Yes. And he does that by using, using crime. crime. Yep. And that's what I, is so great About the Riddler. I mean, also aesthetically, I just like the way he looks. I love the green jacket and the question marks, and I think that. But the fact that whether or not he steals a million dollars from the bank is is completely uh, inconsequential as to whether or not he proved he was smarter than Batman Mm -hmm. or whoever else. Yes. And so it's 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 such a fun narcissistic character. And if you really want to enjoy the Riddler, uh, I think that. I think it was Scott Snyder that did a really great a really great take on the Riddler where the Riddler is sitting in a cell in Arkham mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I already know 16 ways to get out of this cell. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to right now." Yeah. Like that's how smart this guy yes. is. Yes. And he and, only
1: plays his intellect into it when he feels it's best suited for him yeah. or it's a game it's a it's a game for him you yeah. know, it's you're right he's not a criminal because he wants to do evil
0: he's yeah. a criminal he in doesn't want to he doesn't want to rule the world yeah he just wants to feel better he wants to feel good about himself because he knows that he's better than you yes and so i I always I love that dynamic and because Batman is the world's greatest detective mm-hmm. this is the other side of that coin of, yeah of the, you know this is almost his Moriarty yes. if you will like if if Batman is sherlock Holmes. This is the Moriarty because he is his intellectual equal, maybe his intellectual superior. Right.
1: I, I always think of one of the coolest exchanges that really stuck with me between the Riddler and and Batman was actually at the end of, of Batman Hush. Um, mm. the, I think it's like the last two pages of the oh, entire yeah, book. Yeah. And basically, the Riddler finally is like, fine, I'm just going to expose everyone to the world because I know who you are I've I've known for a long time and so I'm just going to let that cat out of the bag and then we'll see what happens and then Batman tells him a riddle I can't remember what it is but it's a really simple one and yeah. he's like that one's easy no yeah. problem he's like well what's the worst part about that and he's like well it's it's dumb it's useless because everyone knows it and he's like that's right the worst riddles are the ones that everyone knows and it's just like he, his reaction he's crushed because he knows that his own self-interest and his love for this game is what drives him and that he won't ruin it for himself. Yes, by exactly. By spoiling spoiling, spoiling who everyone. Batman is, he'll it'll ruin it the game for him. And so, I agree. Like that that is why he is so fantastic and as to, to transition into who my favorite is. Well, and
0: I'll just say this real quick before oh, yeah. you do that. Do. It's real, real quick is I think that the people who aren't impressed with the Riddler and who don't love the Riddler, it's because sometimes the writers or whatever turn the Riddler into just a second-rate Joker. Yeah. And the best writers who understand the Riddler don't do that. Right. Uh, and so – but a lot of people fall into that trap. And if those are the versions of the Riddler that you've seen, I can understand why you're like, eh, he's okay. When he's written well and and they really focus on the intellectual piece, he's amazing. Yes. And that's what you need to do. And I think more and more people have understood that. Mm -hmm. And this is why – I don't think Jim Carrey was a good Riddler.
1: <laughs> he had to throw it in there. Because yes. because
0: he was just the Joker dressed up like the Riddler. Right. And Two-Face was just the Joker dressed up like Two-Face. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I agree. I
1: agree. It's He was very fun uh, in his theatrics, but he didn't – whenever somebody just is like, oh, it's an insane guy that places riddles for Batman.
0: Yeah. They don't dig of any course. deeper than that. Yeah, exactly. And especially because in that whole film, he places like eight riddles and they amount to nothing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It basically f- to figuring out his identity. Which which he is should have already known. Ridiculous, convoluted.
0: Stupid, <laughs> the letters of the so alphabet. Dumb. So dumb.
1: Uh, So, yes. Great salt, man. I agree. I'm with you. Uh, In the same vein, uh, I don't have a specific favorite villain, but most of my favorites are the ones that are like Bruce in some ways. Like, I've always liked the Penguin when they really drive home his backstory about how he was, like, a prince of Gotham as well. Uh-huh. And he was brought up, you know, and the Cobblepots were, like, the Waynes. And there's actually a really fantastic comic book uh, called The Gates of Gotham mm-hmm. that he is involved with. And then there's a family called The Gates um, that are basically th- – they were a third family, uh, powerhouse family in Gotham. And and their son is a villum, villain. um in this whole thing I it's been so long since I've read it I can't I've remember heard of how it I've it. it. it's, yeah. a, it's a short series I think it was only like five or six books but mm-hmm. it's fantastic and it plays on that history um, that being said one of the villains that I always appreciated but I don't think has been done that well and always gets played as the brute is Bane mm-hmm. because yeah. Bane has always everyone just focuses on the brute nature and the the, um, the venom I think Nightfall was one of the few books that really kind of sourced him as being very similar to batman from unfortunate circumstances you right. know, because he is the victim of the circumstance of his past of the past of his his family his father serving out his father's sentence and he chooses even though he's raised in a prison with his mother and then eventually alone he chooses to go the route of of instead of becoming like A bad guy necessarily, he's like I'm going to better myself by strengthening my mind and my body and all that. And then he finds out who Batman is and becomes obsessed basically because he's like this is this pinnacle person Mm -hmm. who's doing all this stuff in the same way that I'm trying to be. But he wants to be Batman. So he because of his dark past and that turn and that that, uh, crazy upbringing he's had, he wants to kill Batman and kind of take over and actually takes the mantle in some ways. But Venom and on all these other aspects and experimentation kind of drive him into be becoming more villainous and more brutish in that way. But I, I've always liked that side of him. Yeah. Um, and so I think more just along the lines. I'll, I'll say Bane just along the lines of not as a favorite, but one that like the Riddler. I think is very rarely actually shown um, to to be. Or, or his story hasn't been told in the way that I would like to see it told Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean but like the penguin again the penguin or or even uh, Mr. Freeze I think are fantastic villains it's all about these really tormenting backstories that make mm-hmm. them these fantastic driving forces so right. um, so anyway and then of course Old Scoot Old yeah. Scoot
0: oh man so we I think we talked a little we bit about to... this off, offline a few we weeks did. ago because the, the rumors came back that Scoot is, is playing Jimmy Olsen mm-hmm. I still have a hard time believing that yeah, uh, for me that doesn't really add up. I could be wrong, you know. It, it's one of six those or things- seven months from now. I could be like, I was wrong. Don't yeah. listen to me. But Scoot I, Hugh McNairy, he's one of those actors that could flex other directions, yeah, think. Yeah, but I think he's old. He's he's really old for being Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I don't think Zack Snyder would say take Jimmy Olsen's legs away. I just I just have a mm-hmm. hard time buying that he would take a character like Jimmy Olsen and make him completely not Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, so that's why I don't buy it,
1: especially as an intro introduction
0: to this character. Right, exactly. So I think, my the best guess I've got, other than maybe he's an original character, uh, is John Corbin. I don't know who that is. John Corbin is metallo Oh, okay. And so Interesting. Maybe John Corbin was injured in the Battle of Metropolis, mm-hmm. and so now he hates Superman. Uh. He lost his legs, and so Lex comes to him and says, I can give you your legs back, and I can give you the power to have revenge on superman oh yada, yada yada yeah that's my that's my best theory yeah interesting yeah i i don't
1: i don't even have a guess uh i, I dream and have nightmares about scoot constantly um wondering what the hell's going on and what he's doing right now uh <laughs> but uh gosh i hope it's a more important role honestly not to say that um jimmy olsen is an important role but he's just he's a tertiary character really I think at best for the most part you know um, right he's kind of just he's thrown in there he can be important but for the most part not so much uh, so yeah I, I, I think that's a good as, as good a theory as any um, so yeah I guess we'll leave it at that uh, and move on to our final uh, Listener feedback piece from Greg C. All right. Uh, so Greg wrote in and said, hey, guys, a longtime listener here. I've been meaning to comment for a while. I always look forward to your show every Monday as it is something to help me through my dead-end job. Oh, oh poor guy. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, I think your show s- stands out to due to how positive and good-natured you guys are. Well, thank you, sir. Even repeatedly being called annoying seems to amuse you more than insult you guys. It's hilarious. Never change. <laughs> yeah, we – we take it on the chin, man. We don't care. Like, we're, we're, we're doing our best and hoping we're uh, we're enter- at least somewhat entertaining. Uh, I do have a question for you as well. Every time a new Batman is cast, everyone seems to have an opinion on why that person would not have been cast. Should have not been cast. Uh, but there is never any consensus who the definitive Batman should be. I think he is one of the hardest characters to cast in live action. Do you guys dream a live action Batman? It can be any actor from any era. John Wayne all the way up to Joaquin Phoenix. Just someone you think would be a perfect Batman. I really like the show, guys. Keep up the great work and looking forward to next Monday. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag annoying. Hashtag thrilling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, thank Ooh. you, sir. I want to. We should just do the Foley work for hashtag annoying right here. It's just. Just. Like. <laughs> just. Uh, just Go
0: <laughs> Something horrible and ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what do you think, man? Do you have like, any. What actor from the history of cinema would be a perfect Batman? Obviously, John Hamm. Just kidding. Um, I I would be okay with that. I, I, I don't think that's a bad call, Jamie.
1: Yeah, I think no, I, I think he would be cool. Um, uh, not quintessential.
0: Uh, the the one that I jump to, and I, I'm sure I'll have a better answer later. The problem this is my problem with not looking at these in advance yeah. and coming up with a better answer. Cary Grant. Cary Grant, Harry
1: Grant in his prime. Totally, it would be so interesting to so see Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because you know that was a he had a very particular acting style. Obviously, yeah, uh, for the times, it would be really interesting to see how an actor of his caliber would act now. Because mm-hmm. you know he was acting for how movies were made. And yeah, then, you know at that in that era. Um, but I think he could be great and visually he's
0: awesome yeah, you I mean know? he just
1: looks it looks like and uh, but yeah I mean you look at you look at
0: Carry Grant and some of the Hitchcock films like North by Northwest and I can see I can see Bruce Wayne and Batman.
1: there. yeah, you know, I've always liked um uh oh God, his name just escaped me. I just had it. I was about to say it and then it just left me uh, oh uh, Robert Redford, even though visually I don't think he's necessarily a good match. Mm-hmm. I think like seeing a younger him. Maybe not his acting, because he was always kind of fun and finial. But I've always liked him as an actor. Uh Um, And I think it would be really cool to see what he would do. Uh, But even, uh, I think of, um, what's his name? Streetcar Named Desire. Um, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Like that ah, would be a, that would be an ah, interesting take. Interesting. Like in his youth, in, his prime, you know, in right? his prime, not older Marlon Brando. Yes, obviously. Um, yeah, obviously. Um, even though uh, there's stories about him not being <laughs> the best, or even his his uh, com- his commitment to the role. Talking about method. Would, yeah, exactly. Would be uh, I don't know, um, but just to see what he would do with it, there, I think. I don't know if I have a quintessential. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't think of anybody that like I've seen that I'm like, oh my god, that's that's Bruce Wayne
0: right there. Right, right. Like it's what it would be a miscarriage of justice if that person didn't play Batman. Yeah, I, I haven't really I haven't ever found that thought person. that, but yeah. I also haven't thought about it. You know, like yeah. and I, you know, before Ben Affleck was cast, I really liked the idea of. Uh, Oh my God. Richard Armitage. Oh, yeah. I really mm-hmm. liked that idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he would have to do an American accent, but sure. I'm sure he could. Well, I'm, we've I, seen that done. That's Americans, not hard. Americans play us better than we do. Or I mean, yeah, British guys play us better. Because, you know, he's like 6'2 and yeah. dark and handsome, but uh-huh. has like a darkness behind his eyes yes. that could totally be Batman. So uh-huh. I liked that idea when it was getting thrown around, even if it didn't happen. Um,. So, yeah, I mean, aside from me just being really happy with Ben Affleck, which I am, yes. and I, I honestly think that he, he's going to be amazing, yeah. in an alternate reality, I think Richard Armitage would have been great. Mm-hmm. I think Cary Grant would have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, fun, it's a fun exercise to think about. Yeah, there's... In fact, it's so fun. I'm going to put it to the listeners. Please do, yes. In the history of all actors, starting with Charlie Chaplin to today, yeah. which actor in their prime? Do you think would have been a perfect Batman slash Bruce Wayne? Let us know, and we'll read him on the next episode.
1: You know what was cool? Actually, uh, uh, talk about fan feedback. My brother, uh, and I always talk about the show, actually. He listens still, and it's awesome. And I like
0: that this show has brought you and the brother closer together. Totally. To it totally has. It's I awesome. I love that. He was actually
1: texting me and saying, asking me what I thought about um, uh, Giovanni Ribisi as a joker.
0: Oh, is Joker? As Joker not oh, that's yeah. As Batman. yeah I and I was like, that. "Oh god,
1: yeah, he's his quirky nature, his like kind of I I could actually even see him as maybe even better as a Riddler. Like that would be hmm. cuz visually I think he would be cool. Um he's got a lot of quirkiness and kind of nervousness that I really love. Yeah. Um in his acting and uh yeah, so I was like, "Wow, the more I think about it, the more I'm like that would be great to see." And so I think to that to say that um is to say there are so many actors that we love what they do, or they are so much such an interesting person, yeah, and so different. It would be really cool to see how they take themselves and place themselves into this character because they're still going to come through in some sense, right? You know, but how much can you mold your ability to kind of portray this character in this way, and how and and how well can you play the different splits of this character because. Mm-hmm. It, the ones that don't do the split, that they're, there—it's always a fail. It always sucks. You yeah. know, it's the ones that really understand the difference between like the three characters who Bruce Wayne and Batman are. You right, know, really. right. Um, that's those would be the best. So, but yeah. Agreed. Put it out there. Uh, we'll see what you guys think. You know, mm-hmm. write us, write in, and let us give us your fan cast.
0: But that's it, guys. We're uh, so. Well, one you. one quick thing before oh. we completely wrap up. Okay. We did. Uh, I think it was the last episode. We were talking about uh, Dark Knight Returns and then Dark Knight Two because of Dark Knight Three coming oh, out. Right, yeah. And uh, and Jamie's <laughs> like, said, Sell us. Jamie's like, should I should I read Dark Knight Two? What do you think? Uh, and we got a tweet from one of our listeners, Corey Cheney, uh, and he said, "What Batman thinks about DK 2 And it was a GIF of Batman.
1: The hell, was he doing? Oh, he the, didn't like the it. The gif didn't show up on the, yeah, I'll have on to the check. one he sent me. Um, but
0: basically, he just said hashtag skip it, hashtag crap story, <laughs> hashtag crap art, hashtag ugh. <laughs> so there's your answer. So there's the There's soul. your answer on The Dark Knight Strikes Again. It's even worse than I had had
1: heard. Like that, 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 like that I said, brings it, it more into it's the It's been negative.
0: around now. I think it came out like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I have never heard a single person say, Oh, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, every and,
0: everything I've ever heard is negative.
1: Yeah, I would love to have heard like, oh, well, if you put it next to the Dark Knight Returns, of course it's not good. But on its own as a story, it would be great, you know. Right. But I've never even heard close to that. Oh no, never. No. So I'm going to go ahead and skip it. You know, just in the, uh, uh, I guess, in the interest of, I'm not a completionist, and in the interest of rewarding uh, good work versus maybe not rewarding bad work, uh, uh, if that is what the case, you know, then. Then, uh, yeah, I'm going to skip over that one probably. What about you? you yeah, I just – I, I,
0: I mean, maybe someday when I am really bored, but uh, – As long as there's new Batman there's comics. So much, there's so much else to read yeah. that I'm not going to read something that everybody says don't this, read This is it. terrible. Don't read it. Like, yeah, let me do that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. But so. I'm the guy who saw Fantastic Four, so don't talk to me. No, like, yeah. I have terrible – Masochist. <laughs>
1: Different strokes for different folks. You know? It didn't say I liked it. Yeah, well, but, yeah, I, but I went. It's good to just to have an opinion on it. Is is the way to do it? You well, know? And,
0: and and that's kind of why I've always sort of wanted to read DK 2 is because just out of morbid curiosity, I was yeah. like, is kind of like how bad could it really
1: be? Yeah, and that way you can give an honest opinion. About it, yeah, un, unfiltered because yeah, because from the outside, and, and my in, expectations
0: it's hard. have been so lowered. I figured it, it can maybe be it that. could, yeah, maybe It can't it, be that bad. Yeah,
1: how could this guy follow up this one of the most pivotal books of all time with something that was not even close, <laughs> right?
0: Uh, but thanks. What was his name? Sorry, Corey Cheney. Corey, and I'm thank looking you. for the GIF, but I, it's so buried in my Twitter. I apologize. Uh, I don't know where it is. That that that. Uh, I think he tagged me in it. That's probably
1: like the one tweet that I have for, <laughs> like, in my whole <laughs> Twitter. So just check out mine. It'll be the, on there. It's the only tweet. Uh, it's the only tweet in existence. On Apparently, my page. I've been way too active on Twitter. You madman. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, if you get it by the time I'm closing, you can describe it to us. But if not, go to Andy's uh, Twitter account. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if I can't you know, <laughs> find it, good luck you finding <laughs> it. Yes. Good luck. That's crazy. Uh, and uh, yeah, this guy, you're popular, Andy. It's true. It's these guys and the internets. In in the grand scheme of things, not at all. (laughs) You're... I'm your number one fan.
0: Well, and that's all i really You're popular to me. For. That's, that's why really, I hang out with you. That's really is. You're it. one of the cool kids. Yeah, I don't know. It's all nice. right. I it's tried nice. to stall long enough. It's fine. All right, guys. Well, that's it. It was so a tweet about Batman not liking it. I don't remember at, what it
1: was. At a, at a, some kind of a, a gif of him yes. not liking it. So anyways, thank you guys so much for checking in with us. Thank you guys all for the, all your listener feedback. We really love it. We love all the fan theories and all that stuff. So keep it coming. Let us know what your fan cast of the epitome optimal Bruce Wayne in time would be. We would love to hear that. Uh, also, don't forget to check out all the other Batman podcasts on the BatmanUniverse.net and our uh, podcast family. And uh, our sister show, Holy Batcast, is hosted by Andy Genova himself. Yeah. Uh, for further deep dives into uh, all kinds of Batman mythos. Yeah, and, and just, released,
0: just released a new episode about Justice League Gods and Monsters. Oh, so you finally got yeah, to. Yeah, which I really enjoyed. It oh, was really cool. I love it. So we did that, and uh, little tributes to Lenny Robinson and Yvonne Craig, oh, awesome. and a little Batman news. So yeah, the new episode just got released a couple days ago, so check that out. And uh, for whoever wrote us earlier, it was the first one. Forgive me, uh, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan Mad. He talked about his his love and and fond memories of the summer of nineteen eighty nine. Go back uh, and Holy Batcast. There is a two part episode looking at Batman eighty nine. Yes. Kind of kind of really just reminiscing about the summer of 89. So uh. if you want if you want to relive the summer of 89, there are two episodes of Holy Batcast to help you with that.
1: Yes, sir. That's See you for all your bat needs. We are here. Yeah, we got you covered. <laughs> we are here for you. So that will wrap us up. So check us out next week, guys. Have a great bat week, and we will see you next time. On behalf of Andy, I've been Jamie, and this has been the Batman Universe.
0: The Batman universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode and we will see you around Gotham.
1: Yeah! (laughs) Yes it has! Um... Woo. Holy crap! Ask and ye shall receive. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's good. I'm giving it to you. It's good. I just need to study more because I don't see. I there's some of these I I read like uh the listener <clears throat> feedback beforehand, yeah. but uh I liked doing it off the cuff. So like I tried. Put me not, on the spot, man. Yeah, we'll see that because you're on the spot, and so I'm like, it's only fair for both for on the us spot. to yeah not have a prepared answer at all, like because.